Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 21. Who's my guest, you ask? Well, uh, let me tell you, he, uh, a lot of you guys have seen him on YouTube. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's a prophetic voice, a prophet. Um, it is none other than Troy Black. So let's bring him in here. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, Jeff? Hey, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Good to have you back by popular yeah, demand. I'm so honored to be back. Honestly, it's yeah. the honor is mine, and I'm I'm super super excited about today, yeah. man. Like, well, yeah, and and you know, um, after our first show, I had, we were talking. I was talking with my producer Illumination, and we were like, yeah, let's get. I want I want to get Troy Black back, and then you actually emailed us. Um, and it took us a bit to actually get you back on the show just because of scheduling. Um, but man, it's, uh, it's really cool. So I kind of want to just jump, jump right into it. Cause you got a lot, lot on your heart, a lot the Lord has put on your heart. So you can kind of set up how this, like the email you sent us kind of set that up. Yeah, man. So this crazy thing happened. So the last time I was on, um, I remember, I think it aired on a Sunday afternoon, I'm pretty sure, the actual episode. And I just remember, I actually listened to the stream uh, that afternoon. I listened to it. And then I went for a walk that night. And I just, you know, I had some other things playing. I did did some worship time with the Lord. And I went to bed that night just thinking like everything was normal, <laughs> you know. And the Lord actually woke me up in the middle of the night, that same night that the episode had aired. And as soon as I woke up, I could feel what I would describe as the fire of the Holy Spirit just all over my body. It was like a mix between intense heat, you know, like just like I'm sitting in a hot tub, like type of heat level, you know, and then also electricity, you know, just feeling like the power of God, like flowing through my body. And, you know, when I and then then also mixed with the presence, that sweet presence, you know, it's like when you have those things together, it's like you can't. It's impossible to like, uh, you know, to to be normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's impossible yeah, to ignore, not yeah. not realize that God is is there. And yeah. so it was like, um, it was crazy because I actually had the thought earlier that day or the day before. I had the thought I haven't experienced the the fire of God at that intensity in a while. Like I had that thought, and then it happened that day. And I don't. I I bet that was the Holy Spirit just kind of like preparing me for that. Yeah. Um, But as soon as like, as soon as I woke up and I could feel the presence of God, I knew like from past experiences, he's woken me up several times and and, like spoken a message immediately. I knew like, okay, listen, what does he have to say? It's kind of like Samuel, you know, when uh, Eli tells Samuel, like, when you hear God say, tell you, say your name in the middle of the night, say, okay, (laughs) your servant's listening, you know, like, what do you have to say? And so immediately I heard him say fire interview. And then he said, you bring the fire. Come on. And I know you know, more than anything else I've learned in this life, I know I can't bring anything if God isn't doing it. <laughs> you know, I know I don't have anything to bring, but if I, I also know if I'm willing to be obedient, he's going to show up yeah. and he's going to do what he wants to do. So that's what, that's my prayer for today. But this is, um, I got up immediately after that and I went and I started worshiping the Lord, you know, and I still felt like the, the presence in the fire of God. And uh, I just listened more, you know, more intently. And I clearly heard, I want you to go back on like talking about Elijah fire. And then he said, this time, talk about the fire of God. Mm. And then uh, as I prayed about that in the next few days, and actually, I probably emailed you all the next day. I think on so. Monday. So yeah. I, I probably prayed about it that, uh, you know, that that next day. 
I received a prophetic word from the Lord that he was going to be baptizing viewers and listeners with fire during this, like during this interview time. And so I believe that could be right now. I believe it could start right now. I believe it Mm. could be halfway through. It could be at the end. One thing that's, uh, it could also be in the middle of the night, because that's something that I've experienced a lot. And I've noticed when it comes to impartation, a lot of times the Lord, when he wants to, to like, essentially like rub off something that he's doing in one person's life on somebody else. A lot of times it'll look very similar. It doesn't have to, it can look different, but, but just be aware of that. If something doesn't happen during the video, mm. like be aware, it could happen in the middle of the night. Yeah. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen the next time. That's good. This is something the Holy spirit gave me earlier. It could happen the next time you get on here to watch one of these videos. Wow. And it could be yeah. when I'm not even here because mm. the Lord is the one that deserves the honor and glory, mm-hmm. you know? And right. if, if he can get someone like me out of the way, he can do so much more, <laughs> you know, like, and so it could happen the next time you, you log on and start watching and it could just come out of nowhere. So that's, that's what I truly believe that the Holy spirit has spoken. And that's what mm-hmm. I believe is going to happen. And I've got so much expectation for the fire of God to fall, mm-hmm. but um, I'm about to jump into some stories in a second. Um, but I want to pray first, um, mm-hmm. Jeff. And if you want to pray as well, that would be awesome. Okay. But I'm just going to quickly pray um, for expectation to rise. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would just raise people's expectations right now of what God is going to do. I ask, Father, you you love to give good gifts to your children. I ask that you would give the gift of faith right now for those who don't believe that you're really going to show up, Lord. Not to prove, not so I can prove anything or Jeff can prove anything or Elijah Fire can prove anything, Lord. But so that you can come upon your people in a greater way. So that you can work the kingdom work that you're wanting to do, Lord so that you can bring the light of the world, Jesus Christ, to the world, Lord, through your people in power. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we just speak against distractions in the name of Jesus. Anything that would try and deter people from fully listening or fully being being able to be, you know, they're preoccupied or maybe their minds scattered. We just say, be still. In the name of Jesus, distractions flee in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord reminded me, Jeff, of, uh, I know I'm feel it, bro. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I'm feeling it too, but I'm I'm feeling like he's saying, just move forward. So I'm going to keep going. Uh, he reminded me of a few stories uh, that I want to quickly share. These are, these are some of the past experiences I've had where I've had with the fire of the Holy spirit. Mm. And, and I'm going to show you where it kind of looks different for different people at different cool. moments. Yeah, that'd be so great. one was I shared this, uh, this prophetic prophetic word about uh, the 2020 election, like last, you know, and it was a very general word, much more general, you know, than most words that were shared, but it was, it was something I had never sh- stepped out and I'd never shared something in that category before anything having to do with politics, mm. anything like that. And so I had this like fear of man on, me. you know, I was like so afraid. What are people going to think, you know? And the night before I was going to go out into the woods and film this video in the woods. And the night before I woke up in the middle of the night, just with the fire of God all over me. And it was like, it was intense power. And it was like intense, like, like motivating fire, you know, it's like like this motivation and this, like, just, you know, the knowledge of God being there, his presence, but also like, like I said, that heat and that electricity, Another time this uh, in the spring, there was a video that I, I just got. So, you know, like like God wants to step in and he wants to help us when our natural mind gets in the way of what he's asking us to do. I got so afraid of sharing this one word he gave me on my channel. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to do this. I like, please just give me something else to share. You know, like I'm just not into this. Like 
uh, you know, like I was like, I know what people are going to say. It was just like, I don't want to do it. And it was either the night before I filmed it or it was the night after I filmed it and I hadn't posted it yet. I'm pretty sure this one was afterwards. The same thing happened middle of the night, you know, and I was in this state of like, do I even do what God's telling me to do right now? You know, like middle of the night, his presence just showed up so strong along with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And this time, though, it was a little different because along with the fire, I could feel this intense, like just love from the father. It was like the love of the father. And it was like, like I would consider it like or refer to it as maybe like waves of love. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was what I needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, God, my heart is to to be obedient. You know, I want to I want to be obedient but I can't, I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like I can't. And the Lord was like, it's okay. I got you, you know? And so some people I believe are going to, you're going to experience the fire of the Holy spirit and it's already happening right now, but depending on what you need, he's going to come on you in different ways. Hmm. Um, another, uh, here's another cool testimony of someone else um, that experienced the Lord in, uh, in a similar way. And this was during a healing video that I posted probably a um, couple months back, um, uh, me, I, I had a friend of mine, Chris Garcia, get on and we, you know, we, we just, we preached the word, we prayed for healing. And this is, uh, this is some, a comment. I'm going to go ahead and read the testimony that a, a young lady, um, I believe it was a young lady shared um, in the comments section. She said, I, a testimony, I joined the stream an hour late, but got stuck, st- stuck in right after I heard you saying that we, we, we just have to have faith. So I started praying with you guys. Then I joined in with the singing, worthy is your name. I was praying hard and asked for healing from depression, anxiety, and body pains. I asked for all the darkness to be removed from my heart and mind. I asked to be touched with the Lord's presence. And bam, she writes, bam, all caps. She said, my whole body started shaking uncontrollably. Tears started streaming down my face, and I didn't fight the feeling. I went with it because it felt amazing. Amazing in all caps. And then three of those exclamation points. Is that what those are called? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) I seriously didn't want it to end is what she said next. I now feel light and peaceful and different. And that's the thing that like, this is like that word different there. This is what happens. You know, the fire of God doesn't come upon us so that we can just have a good feeling. Although honestly, you know, that's part of it. (laughs) You know, part of it is like, so that we can experience his glory. You know, Moses Mm -hmm. said, you know, show me your glory, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and part of it is so that we can experience his goodness. There's, there's this, uh, verse in scripture about trembling like coming with trembling to his goodness mm-hmm. you know like this like running to him just to experience his goodness and, and then uh but but that's part of it it's like every time it's also going to change us i heard a story yesterday of a, of a young man who did not want anything to do with the lord didn't want anything to do with jesus and he's in a service somebody prays for him he, he didn't even want them to pray for him he said don't even pray for him he's just wow. standing there because he had to come probably his parents made him or whatever <sighs> And, uh, and, 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 you know, he hadn't, didn't want anything to do with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And finally the guy said, like, please just let me pray for you for a second. It'll only take a second, you know, just a second. And he's like, okay. And so he lets him pray for him. He like holds his hand for a second, prays for him. And that was it. You know, like, he just says like, Jesus touch him. He, he falls onto the floor. He's on the floor for 30 minutes. And then he gets up and in front of the whole church, he says, while I was on the floor, God changed me. And I love, I love Jesus. Now. Whoa. You know, and that's just like, <laughs> That's the Lord. It's, it's, it's the it's the different, you know, it's the change yeah. that he wants to bring. And uh, OK, so I'm going to read the rest of this real quick. Yeah. She said after she said she felt peaceful and different. She said, that's the only way I can explain it right now. 
Just an FYI, I've only been a believer for four months now. So I just want to say that if God can touch me, he can touch you too. Come on. If God can touch me, he can touch you too. And that's the same for me. That's the same for anyone. You know, any testimony you hear and, and anything that you see God do in someone else's life, it's not because they're his favorite, you know, it's because he loves everyone the same and he wants to reveal himself in that way to every person, mm-hmm. you know, every person. And I just feel the Holy Spirit telling me to say right now, raise your expectation, raise your expectation of what good. God is going to do for you yeah. in your life, in your body, in your mind, like in, in the, the things that you're feeling like they're, they're too much to carry right now. When the fire of the Holy Spirit hits and you're in, you're like resting in his presence and his glory, those things don't even matter anymore, <laughs> you know, and he gives you the revelation. He gives you the wisdom to know how to overcome that yeah. and, he, and how to walk through it. And OK, so <laughs> um, there's a little more of that testimony, but I'm just going to leave it there. <clears throat> but me and Jeff, th- this is a, I want to share something that this is some revelation out of the word of God that that God gave me one time about how much he wants to baptize us, not just in the Holy Spirit, but in fire. And, I, and here's what I'm going to say to kind of clarify my perspective on that, whatever that means. Like when I say he's baptizing us in fire, I don't even know what that means, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I've experienced, you know. I know some yeah. people would describe it different ways. But I'm like, if it's in scripture, it's good, you know, like we yeah. need it, you know, like. Yeah. like and, and it's going to come in different ways, you know, where different yeah. people are going to experience the Holy Spirit in different ways. Well, and on that too, really quick. So I had a, a friend of mine explain it really well. She's got a m- major teaching gift. And she said, you know, water is obviously water. Baptism is forgiveness of sin. She said, but fire, Holy Spirit and fire is to make you a witness in the world. And I was like, and then I started thinking about in the book of Acts in the upper room, that's what happened to them. And all of a sudden they come out, what are they doing? They're witnessing, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's there. You know, it's like, um, you know, it was there in scripture the whole time, obviously. And it was like connecting those dots. So what Troy is saying is that, you know, especially with the state of the world, especially with a lot of hopelessness that God is raising up the church to be witnesses to him. And so this, this episode is really important because there are some of you that God is like, now's your, now's your time. You will now become a witness for me. So I'm excited. Like, just go for it, man. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's right on point. Yeah. So I, uh, I opened up the Bible one night. This was like, actually, and the Lord reminded me of this and, and told me to share it, but this is probably, it was probably about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, but I was feeling so like, you know, just needing God to do something like needing God to show up, like just so down, so like burdened by not just ministry and stuff, but just life in general. And I remember the Holy Spirit clearly told me to read second Kings two. Mm-hmm. And so this is crazy. I know that there's a connection point here because obviously the name of this stream is Elijah fire, you know? So oh. This is like, this is where it comes from, obviously, in scripture. So everyone on here may already know this <laughs> and may have already seen this connection. I don't know. But but the first time, you know, obviously, I know the Lord wants me to at least remind people of it if they already know this. Yeah. But uh, but the first time that I saw it, it was like so mind blowing to me. And I so I read through all of Second Kings 2 and I just got to the end and I said, Holy Spirit, I did not see anything. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I didn't get anything at all. Like yeah. if I was supposed to see some sort of crazy revelation, it wasn't there. Mm. And then I heard him say, read it again. This time, think about the cross. Okay. And I said, okay. So mm. I read it again and stuff just started to pop off the page like crazy. 
So while you're listening to this, this is what I want you to do. If you have any sort of um, like any sort of doubt as to whether or not God wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire or whether or not he wants to do it again, because many people listening, you, you, you have the Holy Spirit and you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit and you experience the power of God in one way or another. But God wants to do it again. He wants to continually fill us with his Holy Spirit, and he wants to continually reveal his glory to us in a new way. Scripture says we go from glory to glory, and that's because we're not going to run out of the glory of God to experience. Like every day we're going to be like, you know, in, in eternity, yeah. especially every day is going to be like, whoa, I didn't realize you were so awesome. <laughs> yeah, Every day is going to be like that, you know, every moment. So this is what the Lord began to show me. So this is actually the story of Elijah leaving, ascending uh, into heaven via the whirlwind, and then Elisha taking his place. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I'm going to pull out a few verses here. Um, what happened right before this is Elijah told Elisha, "You wait here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go off, you know, and in, into this town." And he does does this like three or four times to different mm -hmm. towns. And Elisha says, "No, I'm not. I'm not staying. I'm coming with you wherever you go." And some prophets come up to Elisha and say, do you know that the Lord's going to take away your master today? Like he's going to leave, you know? And, and he said, yeah, I know. And he's like, I, I know that's going to happen. You know? So he knew it was what was going on, what was going down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He continues to follow him, even though Elijah tells him, you know, <laughs> and yeah. I think it was, I honestly think it was a test of like persevering faith. Sure. Yeah. You know, there's this uh, scripture where, G where it's, it talks about right before Jesus tells a parable. And I believe it's the parable of the, um, the judge and the widow it says, then he told them a story to teach them to have faith and not and, and to, to persevere and keep having faith, you know, to pray and not cease praying, like like to to have that that state of faith, but not to let it go. You know, just because you haven't seen anything yet. And I'm encouraging you all not to give up halfway through, not to say, well, something hasn't happened yet. Keep persevering. Keep pressing in. Keep waiting upon the Lord. And we're going to see that in this in this passage real quick. So anyways, I, don't, I have no idea where I was at, but I'm just going to jump right into this. Verse nine says, when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask me what I should do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. He said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And as they were walking along and talking, behold, a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and they separated the two of them. Then Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven and Elisha was watching it and he was crying out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And he did not see Elijah again. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. And he also took up the coat of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the coat of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the waters and said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the waters, they were divided here and there and Elisha crossed over. So starting in verse nine, he says, ask me what I should do for you before I'm taken from you. You know, and this is like Jesus. There's this moment in scripture where Jesus breathes upon the disciples before he ascends. And he's and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was giving them this promise. He's saying, you're going to need something. I'm giving it to you. There's this, there's a there's so many parallels here. The next the next sentence and Elijah said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And then he said, and he said, you've asked a hard thing. What is the hardest thing for God to give us? Any person on earth, the hardest thing is for his Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us. Because we're imperfect 
people. We're sinful people. And he's a perfect God. The two cannot coexist. And yet God, through Jesus Christ on the cross, made the hardest thing possible. Mm -hmm. The very hardest thing. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was the most difficult gift to give us. And he gave it freely. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. Okay, that double portion also, John 14, 12. Jesus said, uh, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. So, so Elisha was saying, I want a double portion of your spirit, Elijah. And he's saying, that's a hard thing. But look at the words of Jesus when he's talking to those who would come after him, his, the believers. He says, the same works I'm going to do, you're going to do. And then he says, and greater works than these he will do because I'm going to the Father. Mm -hmm. And then look at how this is connected. Because I'm going to the Father. Look at what happens in a moment. Um, that, that connection point there. I'm going to come back to that. And then, it, and then it says, and he said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. If you see me is the same, it's the same principle as what Elisha did leading up to this moment where he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop following Elijah. Mm -hmm. He kept pressing and he kept pursuing, he kept going after. And the, and the, the parallel here, obviously Elijah is not the same as Jesus, but there's a parallel here to Jesus and to his bride. He says, if you see me, then you're going to receive it. The only way to receive the Holy Spirit, some, some people want to go after power without going through Jesus Christ. The only way to receive it is looking at the cross at what Jesus did. If you see him and you receive him, you get to receive the Holy Spirit. And then the other aspect of this is waiting for the Spirit. What did the disciples do after Jesus made that promise? He said, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit did not fall with fire until the day of Pentecost, like you said, Jeff. Yeah. What was happening there? There was a waiting. The same thing that Elisha did when he pursued Elijah, you know? Yeah. It's like they were, they, they met together. They were like, he's gone. I, you know, like <laughs> he's gone. Like, and he told us to do this crazy thing, the Great Commission. How are we supposed to do this? But he also said, wait, you know? And so mm -hmm. they met together and they prayed and they waited and they worshiped the Lord. They didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't tell them exactly what was going to happen. They, they almost probably had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but they were waiting. Mm. And then uh, the next line, it says. And as they were walking along and talking, behold, a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and they separated the two of them. There's one translation that actually used the word uses the word suddenly. I'm not seeing it here, so I'm not on the translation that I that I was reading from. But it uses the word suddenly, this chariot of fire appears. And that same word is used in Acts chapter 2, where it says, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a noise like a violent rushing wind came from heaven. Mm. And the, the, okay. the, the, the parallel there is you see the wind, violent rushing wind, you know, the noise like the violent rushing wind, but you also see the tongues of fire. And here you see the whirlwind, but you also see this, these chariots of fire. And horses of fire, essentially. And, and here's the, this is the next, this is the craziest. This is the climax of the story in my mind. Of, and especially of what God is trying to say today. It says, a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and they separated the two of them. Mm. Jesus, when he said, greater works you will do because I'm going to the father. He was referring to. The, the gift he was going to send of the Holy Spirit after he went to the Father. 
he says, but I tell you the truth in John 16, 7, it is to your advantage that I am leaving for if I do not leave, the helper will not come to you. But mm-hmm. if I go, I will send him to you. There was something the same way that Elijah and Elisha were separated by a wall of fire. Chariots of fire separated them. There was fire that was separating Jesus from his church. Physically, mm. the, the physical Jesus on earth. There was a baptism of fire, a baptism of the Holy Spirit that was separating them. Because he says, if I don't go, this is the reason we're being separated right now. If I don't go, fire's not coming. Mm. But if I go, it's going to come. Yeah. And then obviously, the, the, you know, the obvious parallel of Elijah ascending in the whirlwind and Jesus ascending mm-hmm. when he left. You know, he ascends right. into heaven. And then there's this, this line next that where it says, he did not see Elijah again. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. I, I looked this up the other day. There, it, scripture, over 30 times in scripture, there's references. And the website I found with the article I found showed 33 times. But I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. But yeah. that's what I found. But at least over 30 times, it references somebody tearing their clothes for one reason or another. There's only one time as far as I could see, and I did not do a complete study of it, but there's only one time out of all of those where it says somebody tore their clothes in two pieces. Hmm. And this, this is it. And why would he do that? Why, why, and why would it say that he tore his clothes in two pieces? No, he didn't just tear his clothes. And I believe it's because... There's a parallel to Matthew 27, 51, where it says, and behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. Oh, yeah. There's that parallel to the veil being torn. Mm -hmm. And the same time when the fire was separating them, you know, and Elisha's receiving this empowerment from the Lord, the same empowerment that Elijah had walked in, the same Mm -hmm. spirit of Elijah, you know, Elisha's receiving it, but yet a double portion the same Holy Spirit that Jesus walked in when the veil was torn in two pieces from top to bottom by God. You know, that means it wasn't torn by man. It was torn by God himself mm-hmm. because of Jesus's, you know, and here's the other thing. The other thing that was being torn in that moment was Jesus's body. Yeah. And there's the other parallel there. And y'all, when I saw this, <laughs> when I read this the second time, every, almost every single one of these parallels jumped out at me. Oh like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm immediately right now, man. And I'm just like, what on earth? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The next line, verse 13, it says, he also took up the coat of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. The coat, I used to think that the the, the coat or the mantle represented the anointing. And it doesn't, it represents the responsibility. Mm. You know, and obviously the anointing goes with that. God's not going to give you responsibility without anointing. But if you look through scripture and you and you study what what a mantle represents, most of the time it's referring to a responsibility like you're taking on when when uh, Elijah came up to Elisha for the first time and called him into the service, the work of the ministry. He put his I believe it was his cloak that he put on his shoulders. You know, it was like this calling into responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as he as soon as Elijah's gone, Elisha picks up the mantle, he picks up the responsibility. And when Jesus left, right before he ascended, he said, go into all the world and preach the good news. This is what you were saying earlier, Jeff. It's yeah. like there's, there's this responsibility, and it's the, called the Great Commission. It's like God wants to preach Jesus through his people. He mm-hmm. wants to share the love of Jesus and the, the, 
the suffering of Jesus, you know, like the message of what he did for us, the grace of God through his people. But to do that, we need the fire. (laughs) We need the fire of God. You know, we need the anointing. We need, we need the presence of God. Mm. And we also have to take it up, you know, but we need the like, like sometimes we try to take up that mantle without having the anointing, without having the fire, you know? (laughs) And it's like the the intention's good. The intention's right. But that would have been the same as the disciples going out and preaching the gospel before the day of Pentecost. Mm. It wouldn't have worked. (laughs) You know, like they needed the the Holy spirit. And it says Mm. he went and he stood by the bank of the Jordan. And then he took the coat of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the waters. And he said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And this is the the same thing that happened. Uh, And and then after he did that, it says the waters were divided here and there. And he crossed over. This is the exact same thing that happened after, you know, the day of Pentecost. It says, as soon as, as soon as they started preaching the gospel, that same day, 3000 people got saved, you know, 3000 people in one day Mm. from this group of people that were in essentially looking like they were drunk, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like they were mistaken for being drunk early in the day and 3000 yeah. people got saved out of that. Like, think about how much, like how much greater of an evangelist the Holy spirit is through his fire working through us than we are on our oh, best man. day. Without you a know? doubt, way better. <laughs> like on my best day, I, I can definitely say I don't look drunk, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. and yet the Holy spirit is able to take us on our worst days. He's mm-hmm. he's able to take us in the worst season, mm-hmm. the hardest season. You know, he's able to take the hardest news that you ever receive in your life. And this is what I, I feel this from the Holy Spirit right now. It's like some people have just received very difficult news. Mm. And he's able to multiply his ministry through you in that season. Wow. It's good. So when he struck the water the Lord worked this miracle through Elisha, like immediately after he was, uh, you know, baptized in an anointing. And then immediately after, you know, the disciples were baptized, suddenly it says that the Lord worked signs and wonders to confirm the message of the gospel that they were preaching. So immediately you start seeing signs and wonders performed. And one of the first ones is, uh, I, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Peter and I don't remember who the other person was, but two of the disciples walk up to this man who, um, gosh, (laughs) Jeff, you're going to have to help me out. I can't even remember. Was he blind from birth or he couldn't walk from birth? Uh, Let's look it up. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. I got it right here. (laughs) We're in Acts right now, man. Awesome. Awesome. Let's see. Bear with us, people. This is real. Yeah. Okay, so he heals the lame beggar. Yeah. Uh, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at a time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth. There you go. He was lame from birth, so he couldn't walk. Uh, was carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter... He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do get, what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And then he took him by the hand and he walked. Wow. Yeah. 
that's amazing. in uh, Acts chapter three, verses one through like seven or eight, just in case anybody wanted to know. That's amazing. And that happened directly after there were no miracles happening, you know, from the time that Jesus yeah. left ascended to the time of the Holy spirit fell, all the miracles that were happening ceased, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least there's nothing recorded. And then, which I think was 40 or 50 days, you know, essentially. Yeah. And right after that, suddenly this guy who could not walk from birth and was lame from birth is healed, completely healed. And everybody knew who he was because he had been sitting there for decades, you know, like they knew this is the guy that begs at this street corner. They knew who he was. And the, the uh, Pharisees, they, they, they bring him in afterwards and they question him and they end up bringing in the disciples and they question them. And this is one of the crazy things that happens in that moment is they tell the disciples, you know, don't preach in the name of Jesus anymore, like, or else they threaten them. And this was right after Jesus had been crucified, you know, so there was that same shadow of threat over hanging over them, like, mm -hmm. Like and I used to read this and think like, well, that's not too much of a threat, you know, like what they were saying, but, but they were essentially, you know, it, 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 that same like fear of like, wait, what the same thing they just did to our Lord, they could do to us, you mm -hmm. know, for preaching in his name. Yeah. It's like that, that fear was there, that potential for fear. And they say, don't preach in his name anymore. And then it says they immediately went out and started preaching in his name again. <laughs> like they didn't let it hinder them at all. They were like, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to threaten Come at me, bro. <laughs> you know? And another thing that it says is that the, the Pharisees admitted to themselves, like they admitted to each other, a mighty miracle is taking place here and we can't deny it. Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> if the, when the world is seeing what the Holy Spirit is doing through the body, when he's seeing what the Holy Spirit is working, how the Holy Spirit is working, they're not going to be able to deny it. They're going to say, okay. They're, and they're going to be faced with a choice in that moment. You know, when Jesus walks in the room, people are faced with a choice. Like, do I get offended? Do I let my anger, my bitterness towards God rise, rise, rise up right now? Or do I submit to what's happening right now? You know, do I surrender to what's happening? And this is what I believe, you know, before that can happen through us, it has to happen in us. Yeah, You know, and this is what I believe the Lord is asking us to do as, as his people who he's wanting to fill, who he's wanting to anoint mm. is that it's like this heart surrender. You know, I think the thing that we assume that's going to stop the fire of the Holy Spirit, it's going to stop the anointing, it's going to stop the flow of miracles, it's going to stop the, the gifts of the spirit. The thing we assume is that sin that we're struggling with, or that, that thing we did a long time ago, or how we haven't like read enough of the word recently or how we haven't like, you know, like worshiped enough recently, whatever it is, we assume it's like this or that or that. It's like all those things to God, all those things count as works essentially, except, except for the sin one, obviously, mm -hmm. but even the sin is covered by his grace, yeah. you know? And, and, and the word actually says about the works side of things, uh, it, it says, and this, I, I believe it's Paul, but it, it's talking about, yeah, he talks about how like, you who receive, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, James? Yeah, it's James. Like, yeah. I think, like, the, the, the God that worked miracles among you and, fill, and filled you with the Holy Spirit, did he do it through the works of the law or through Oh, oh yeah, that faith? actually might be, yeah, that might be Peter, actually. Peter, okay. Yeah, don't quote yeah. me on that. I'll, I'm looking <laughs> it up right now. Awesome. But he asked them this question, like, the Holy Spirit came, miracles were happening, did, and he says, did that happen through the works of the law? Or by hearing with faith. 
you know, and that's the devil's going to always try to get us to go back to that. And our natural minds are too. That's how we are programmed naturally. You know, we're always going to go back to, if I just do enough, then I'll be worthy. Nobody's worthy. <laughs> the Holy Spirit wants to fill us because of his grace. And he, and he, and it says that the Holy Spirit came because of hearing with faith. We heard the word, what God wanted to do. That's what we've heard today. What God wants to do. You know, Jesus says the works, uh, the one who believes in me, the works I do, he will do even greater works. than these. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the one who, you know, looks enough like me. It's not the one who does everything perfectly like me. It's like the one who believes in me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the same as like Elijah saying to Elisha, if you see me when I'm leaving, if you look at me, you know, it's like Elisha's decision to follow. Just say, I'm, I'm going to come, you know, I'm going to come mm-hmm. see what happens. I'm not going to leave you, mm-hmm. you know. But that is that's more tied to uh, the attitude of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing that's going to stop the fire of God. Yeah. Well, and it's not to say that because there's probably maybe a few people that are like, well, hold on. There's you know, we you know, we need to be holy as the Lord. Our God is holy. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. That's not what Troy is saying. And it's something that I'm reminded of, yep. too, is the story of the centurion, actually, where this is a guy who's a Roman soldier. And odds are pretty good he's done some unrighteous things, uh, you know, in his life, potentially. You know, we can assume at least that he was a sinner just like everybody else. And when G- he's like, hey, I got a servant who needs to be healed. And he's like, well, let me go. And he's like, no, just say the word. He's like, I know, I know the chain of command. And his faith was that on point that he understood the chain of command, even in heaven, give the word and it will be done. I know because I do the same thing with my men. I tell them I need something done and they do it. So I just, all I need is your word. You say, you're going to do it. And he was like, great faith. Jesus like in all of, you know, wherever they were, he's like, I, I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel, I think is what he says, you know? So this is a Gentile. Yeah. Not a Jew, you know? And so he wasn't following the law of God at all. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right, Jeff. I'm definitely not saying that we shouldn't live holy. You know, I'm definitely not saying we shouldn't obey God's commands, but my, my point is it's it's not the living holy that makes us worthy of of receiving the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. You know, it's the grace of God. It's that's the thing that's always that's always the thing that's going to make us worthy because in all of our striving and all of our effort, we're never going to reach perfection. You know, we're never going to be holy enough to receive the Holy Spirit. We're never going to be holy enough to be. You know what I mean? Like it's like it always comes because of His grace, and yeah. when His grace comes and the Holy Spirit comes, also empowerment over that sin, you know, comes that thing that we're struggling with that gets broken off of us as well. And that's one of the things that I've noticed, like in my own life, you know, it's like when the Holy spirit comes, man, those things I was having a hard, hard time with, you know, the things that I knew were going against God's will for my life. I knew were going against God's word and those things fall off. It's It's not even like, I'm like, I don't even have to fight with them anymore. God wants to break them off. Yeah. And it's that whole idea of like fire also purifies. And so it's like, it can be painful if we let it. And sometimes it is having to like deal with soul issues, whatever the Lord is doing. But, but ultimately it's like, I found the same as what you were saying, where it's like, the more I spend time in his presence in the fire, like those things, you don't want to do those things anymore. All of a sudden you're like, no, I don't want to watch that anymore. No, I, why do I own this? This is crazy. You know? And then you get rid of it or, no, I don't, you know, maybe that person actually isn't good for me right now. Maybe this relationship actually is volatile to, to my walk with the Lord, you know, like whatever the case may be, God wants 
God wants us holy, but it's just through being, it's just through spending time with him, you know? And it's like, yeah, those things, the more you spend time with him, the more those things just melt away. Those imperfections, they melt away because fire purifies. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Amen. Yeah. And that's just part of it. You know, there's that purifying fire. There's this empowerment. You know, I think that's one thing about grace that it like, I don't know if it's been shared enough or not, but it, it I did not hear this for a long time. Like that, that word grace, charisma, uh, charismata, you know, like it, it doesn't just mean like grace for forgiveness of sins. And it doesn't just mean grace to receive the Holy Spirit, you know, and receive the gifts. It also means grace to be empowered to live the way God wants you to live. Mm. You know, it's like a grace for empowerment. It's like it is like God's power giving you the ability to live the way that God has asked you to live, mm. you know. And part of that is, yes, living righteously, living holy, being set apart. But another part of that, is doing the works that Jesus did. You know, <laughs> both those things are impossible for us. Like we can't do either of those things on our own without his help, without his grace. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Yeah. But one of those things that this is what I believe the Lord has shown me is like one of those things that the, the devil is able to use to get people to, to not receive the Holy Spirit, not receive that extra fire, not receive that fresh wind, that fresh oil, that, that anointing that we need is he, he points to the sin issue or he points to the mistake. It could be a one-time deal. And he says, well, it's going to be a while for you to get back around to this point with the Lord because mm. of that. And it's not true. That's so not It's true. not true. God's grace is, it has nothing to do. It, it's not relying on the, the timing issue. It's not relying on how good we've been lately. It's relying on what Jesus did. And, that, and he did it once and for all, the word says. That's right. You know, he paid for our sins once and for all. And that that it literally just comes back down to a heart issue, you know, a, a, a surrender issue. Like, am I surrendering to the Lord right now? Am I surrendering to his grace? Am I surrendering to what Jesus did? Am I surrendering to what, to what he wants to do right now? And I just feel the Holy Spirit saying uh, that we just need to go into a time of prayer. Mm. Um, yeah. And we had this on, we had this on the schedule anyways, but I feel I'm saying it as well. So, yeah, uh, I just want to pray. Um, I, I want to start praying and Jeff, you interrupt me and pray at any point too. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I just, I just strongly feel the Lord wanting to break off the blockage point, wanting to bl- break off the things that are stopping people from believing that they can really receive the Holy spirit in this way, the way we've described. And you may have experienced him in this way before, you know, and I believe every believer has the Holy spirit. But the Holy Spirit wants to, you know, the same way in Scripture that like people knew the Lord and then suddenly they had this greater revelation of him or they had this greater manifestation of his presence or his glory. Like like God wants to reveal himself to you in a greater way. Mm. He wants to reveal himself to you in a new way today, a fresh way. He wants he wants to bring that passion back, but not a passion that comes from your efforts, my efforts, a passion that comes through his fire. It's like a fresh, pure passion that he gives us. It's something that comes from his heart. It's, it's his compassion that he gives us that, as a gift that works through us and makes us want to run out and tell everybody Jesus loves you. Jesus can heal you. Jesus, Jesus can change you. Jesus can help you. Jesus died for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just command through your authority, Jesus, 
You said you've given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over every power of the enemy. So I just command those lies of Satan to break off of people right now in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. The lies that, that, that we have to be at a certain point spiritually before we can receive. Your grace paved the way. What Jesus did, his blood paved the way. And without his blood, we cannot come in. It's his blood that gives us access to your throne room. It's his blood that gives us access to the Holy Spirit. It's his blood that gives us access to your presence, Lord. And so we come by faith, Lord. We come in by faith with boldness, God. Not because we deserve it on our own, Lord, but because we're trusting in what Jesus has done for us. We're believing that your grace is sufficient today. Lord, I just thank you for breaking off those chains, for breaking off those demonic lies off of myself, off of every person listening, Lord. Thank you for breaking off the, the lies that people have spoken over us, the lies we've allowed ourselves, our, our own minds to speak over us, Lord, about what you're willing to do through us, about who you're calling us to be, who you've made us to be. Jesus, you refer to the Holy Spirit as the promise from the Father. (laughs) And you said that, that the Father loves to give good gifts to his children. You said, Jesus, the same way that a father on earth or a parent on earth, even though we're we're not perfect, we give good gifts to our children. The Father, our Father in heaven, will give good gifts to those who ask, especially the Holy Spirit. So we're asking right now, Lord, we're seeking, we're knocking on the door. And y'all, again, I feel the Holy Spirit just encouraging me to say, raise your expectation, surrender, yield to the Holy Spirit, yield to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, we just yield to you right now. Yes. We yield our expectations of what you can do, what you want to do. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, uh, I hear him saying, run, run, run to the cross, run to Jesus. Come on. Come on, let it go. Those things that are holding you back, run to him right now. Run to me, I hear him saying. Come in. This is it. This is it. This is where you get to experience me. It, has, it doesn't have anything to do with this stream. It doesn't have anything to do with these, the people that are speaking. It has everything to do with the love that I poured out for you. It's the love of God, y'all. It's the love of Jesus. Mm. It's the grace of God. As I was praying before this show, I got the phrase, and I didn't know what it meant until right now. I just heard, get out of his way. (laughs) And I think there are some of you who've, and I can relate to this, um, who've been bound by duty, who've been bound by, um, I, you know, I cross every, T and I dot every I I've got it down to the letter, but I still feel nothing. Mm. And that message is for you. Get out of his way. There's nothing you can do that will make God love you more. There's nothing that will give him, give you more grace in terms of what, what Jesus has already done on the cross. What's done is done. And a verse that came to mind. And I just, I love this verse so much. And it's from Psalm, the Psalm, Psalm 102, I'm sorry, 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. 
And some of you guys really need to hear that right now, that you've repented, but the enemy keeps coming in and saying, ah, but you'll never be. You'll never be, or it's going to be a long time before you get to where you were. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. As far as the East is from the West, that's infinity. That's infinity. So just let that, some of you are, are having a revelation right now for the first time. So God, I just pray that you would just, just bathe them in your love, God. Just saturate them with your presence right now in the name of yes. Jesus. And just get, get out of his way as the Holy Spirit works in you right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I just ask for a greater revelation of your grace for every single person, Lord, every person right now, and a, a perspective, a, a truth about your grace, a, an application of your grace that they've never seen before. I just I, I hear the Holy Spirit asking me to share very briefly my testimony experience, which was I was seeking the Lord. I was doing everything I could do. And I thought I, there was this huge list of duties I had to perform before I could come to God and actually be pleasing in his eyes. And I was ready to try. I wanted to try. I wanted to please him. I wanted to be forgiven. And yet one night I was laying on the floor and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me for the first time. And the two things he said to me, I thought, this is what I thought, y'all. I thought if God could talk to me personally, I thought he would list off all the things I'd done wrong. And then he'd list off everything I had to do in order to please him, to get close to him. And what he said was, God loves you. He, he, he revealed the father's love to me. And when I heard it, I finally believed it. I finally got it. And the second thing he shared was that Jesus died on the cross because of God's love. And because of that, you get to be forgiven. Mm. And that was the first time I heard from the Holy Spirit personally. And it was the first night I was filled with the Holy Spirit. The first time I understood what that meant. And y'all, the same is true for every single person on this earth. It's the love of God. It's the grace of God. It's the compassion of Jesus. It's not us. It's him. It's him. And if we look to him, if we set our eyes on him, we're going to receive. We look to Jesus, we're going to receive. Hebrews, there's this verse in Hebrews that says, consider him. And then it says, when you, consider him who, and then it talks about how he suffered at the hands of sinners. And then this is the result of that. When you consider him, the result is you will not grow weary and lose heart. There's, there's this strength that rises up inside of us from the Holy Spirit. And that strength is joy. It's a fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace. The word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It rises up inside of us. And that verse comes directly. I know it's referring to that because it comes directly after the verse that says, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. He had a strength that enabled him to do one of the hardest things, probably the hardest thing anyone has ever had to do. And it was the joy set before him, the joy of being with you, being with his bride, the joy of revealing himself to his bride. When we get to heaven, y'all, we're not going to have a solemn church service. We're going to have a feast, a wedding feast. 
when when we go to be with the Lord, there's going to be a, a celebration. The Holy Spirit wants to start revealing that to you now, to me now. He wants to reveal his joy, oh, his presence, his power. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just feel I'm saying I'm filling people right now. I'm healing bodies right now. I see somebody sitting on a, um, on a, it's like a gray blue couch. Um, they're in an apartment. The lights are kind of dim. You're sitting in your living room to your left is a black bookshelf and you've got uh, the TV on mute right now. Um, cause you're watching this on your phone and, um, and uh, I feel like the Lord had me say that because saying a name would have been too generic and you would have sown a seed of doubt within you that, oh, this is for a different person. No, you haven't done anything wrong. You're, you're going through a really hard time right now. No, God is not disappointed in you. He's not disappointed in you. And so, God, I just, yeah, just, yeah, just, just. Get out of his way. Get out of his way. Just let him do what he's going to do in you. No, I speak against that voice that is saying, look what you've done. God is punishing you and he's so disappointed in you. No, he's not. He's not. He loves you. Turn to him. Turn to him. He loves you so much. Just let him do what he's doing in you right now. There's a wilderness, y'all, that the, this is what I feel like the Lord is saying. There's a wilderness that the fire of God is going to lead us into sometimes. It's this, it's this, in a sense, trial by fire. You know, it's this like testing point of our faith. And I feel this is for people that, you're experiencing the power of God, the presence of God right now. Maybe this has been happening to you a lot lately, whatever it may be. But there's this there's this point where you start asking the question, if this is God, why are things getting harder? <laughs> you know, why does it feel like I'm going around in circles? The What I would consider the hardest year of my life by far was a year where I was doing everything God was asking me to do. No, I wasn't perfect. No, I didn't do everything perfectly right, you know. But I was I was doing what God was telling me to do. And I just couldn't understand what was going on. <laughs> but there was this wilderness he was taking me through. And I would and now looking back, I would never trade that year for anything. Mm. Because I met Jesus more personally that year than I had ever before. I met with the Lord in that situation. And this is what I feel like the Lord's calling you into is this, this determination to meet with Jesus in the wilderness, to meet with Jesus in that situation. Like the person you just talked about, Jeff. Mm. Meet with Jesus. Determined to meet with him where you are. Let him be your strength. Let him be the, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. Let him be your counselor. Let him fill you 
where you are in this season like never before, because when you come out of this season, you're going to need it. He's got great things for you to do. He's got amazing things ahead of you. But you're going to need this season and what he does through it before you get to that point. Y'all, I just see, I'm seeing this image of a, like a, I don't know what kind of cable it is, but it's like an ethernet cable, something like that, like where it plugs into the wall. And I just (laughs) immediately got this impression of like, just plugging yourself in to the Holy Spirit. Just plug yourself in every day. Take that time. One of the hardest things for me is thinking, oh, if I spend time with the Lord tonight, it's going to be like two hours. I'm going to have to like really seek him really hard. You know, I'm going to have to like put all my energy and, and, you know, focus into it. And I'm so tired already. I've had a long day. And this is what some, this is something the Holy Spirit will say to me. Sometimes he'll say, just give me five minutes. (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) Just give me five minutes. And I'm like, okay. I, you know, sit down, start to worship the Lord for like five minutes, read the Bible for like five minutes. Sometimes (laughs) it works out that way. You know, and I get up and I go, wow, God did more in five minutes than I could have ever imagined. Other times I get so into it. I don't want to get up. Mm. I go, wow, he sucked me in again. (laughs) He tricked me, you know, but it's like, but I I needed it. He knew exactly what I needed. I gave him five minutes and he said, now you decide what to do with the rest of your time. And I said, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. Holy Spirit. Mm. There's that picture of, you know, the disciples looking up into the sky after Jesus was gone. And after Elijah leaves, this is something that happens after that. Elisha crosses the Jordan River and there's all these prophets that see him, that see the miracle that takes place. And they say, wow, the spirit of Elijah now rests on Elisha. And then this is what they say after that. They say, do you want us to go look for your master? Like, send us. We'll go look for him. We'll find him. And Elisha says, No, he's gone. You know, don't, he's gone. The same thing happens when the disciples are standing there looking up into the clouds after Jesus left. Angels appear and they say, why are you looking up at the clouds? Why are you looking in the sky? What are you looking for? The same way that the spirit of Elijah rested upon Elisha, the spirit of Jesus, the, the, the word of God refers to the Holy Spirit a couple times as the spirit of Jesus. It's because he works through the Holy Spirit now that he's now that he's ascended. He's with us wherever you are. He's with you in the room right now through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is present. And the same way that the spirit of Elijah rested upon Elisha, as the prophet said, The spirit of Jesus rests upon you because you're a believer in him. If you know him, his spirit rests upon you. Stop looking up into the clouds. Mm. Lord, I just ask for waves of fire right now. Mm. Waves of fire. Because of your grace, God, not because of not because we're special, Lord, you show no partiality. Waves of fire because of your grace, Jesus, because of your goodness, Lord. (laughs) 
your sweet presence, Jesus, your love. <laughs> uh, mm. mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'm changing hearts right now. Mm. This is the temptation that's going to happen after after this for some people, especially those that are experiencing the presence of God very strongly. And y'all, I'm feeling his presence so strong right now. Some people, the, the, the temptation is God's changing your heart in this moment. Toward, he's changing the expectation, the, the willingness, you know. Sometimes God will come upon us and he'll give us a gift of faith in the moment. And what will happen after that is he'll expect, you know, for to, to those who are given much, much is expected, much is required, you know. And after that, he'll say, you know, he'll come back and say, um, okay, <laughs> I know you don't have the gift of faith anymore, but I was like using that gift of faith to help grow your faith for the next trial. You know, like I want you to remember the gift of faith that you received. I want you to remember the fire. I want you to remember the Holy Spirit coming upon you. I want you to remember the presence of God and not let your heart grow hard again. Not let your heart turn hard to what I'm doing, what I want, what I can do, what I'm willing to do for you. Let the, let the gift of faith in the moment turn into a measure of faith. Let it turn, let it go from, let it grow the seed to a tree. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to just pray for waves of fire right now, waves of your glory, waves of your presence, waves of your love, Lord, to, to transform hearts. Where it says the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God in our hearts, the love of Jesus into our hearts. <laughs> One of the best metaphors. <laughs> One of the best pictures, you know, like I've ever heard. I mean, that means like you pour something out, you're filling something up. And I hear him saying, I'm filling up hearts right now. I I am I'm seeing this picture of like a spirit of rage. This mm -hmm. is this is something that has been tormenting some people that are listening. It's this this anger that rises up in you and you don't even know where it comes from. And the Lord is saying, I'm dealing with that right now. Oh, yeah. You are not strong enough to break that off of you. Let the Holy Spirit do it. Let him do it. Let him break that off right now. He wants to reveal his love to you. It's his love that breaks chains. It's his blood that breaks chains. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm just, I'm starting to hear just words of knowledge for healing. I heard broken clavicle. I heard herniated disc. I heard headache. This is strange, but I heard weak ankles. Rare skin condition. Mm-hmm. Eyes, this is strange. I've never heard of this. Eyes that won't close all the way. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then so 
Some of these may be connected to something else. This might be like the physical symptom or something like that. Mm -hmm. Another one I heard is something to do with the lips. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this is something obvious, you know, to do with the lips. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your healing power. Y'all, God wants to heal. That verse I mentioned earlier, God wants to heal because of his grace. He, he gives us the Holy Spirit and he works miracles among us, not by the works of the law. And that means that that's referring to that our ability to do everything right. He says it's not, it's not based on that. It's based on hearing with faith, hearing <laughs> the promises of God about the Holy Spirit, the promises of God, about what Jesus did for us on the cross, and then connecting our faith with that promise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right before we went into this time, I saw actually, I was looking from the side inside somebody's eye, and I was seeing like those the tendons or whatever that connect the eye. I was seeing them kind of start to kind of reconnect like all the way around, like they were growing and like reaching out and reattaching to the eye. Yes, Jesus. Um, and yeah, John, this is for you as well. So I just say be healed in the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. The same, the you, same power that raised Christ from the dead mm -hmm. is working within you right now. And yes, it's your left eye. Yes, John, this is for you too. Grab a hold of this. I also randomly I saw the issue with a brain stem. Somebody has an issue with the brain, their brain stem. Um, uh, the Lord's not saying anything else other than that. So we just release healing, receive that healing now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. Receive Thank that you. in the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. Fear go in regards to all the problems that have been caused as a result of that. Go in the name of Jesus. Scripture says that in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Go in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Okay. <laughs> mm, thank you, Lord. A fetus. I see a fetus. And you've been experiencing some pain down, down in that area where your womb is and your, your, your um you're feeling like there's that that you lost the baby and and the lord is actually restoring life to that that fetus right now in the name of jesus oh we say life in the name yep. of jesus life your baby is going to live yeah in the name of jesus mm-hmm yeah, what's impossible for man is possible to God. And in fact, it's easy for him. It's easy for him. When that doubt comes up that says, well, that might be too hard for God. It's not. It's easy. It's simple. It's so easy. God can do it in an instant. That, that same uh, scripture that Jeff mentioned earlier about, about the man who, was, who understood authority. Y'all, if we understand the authority not just the authority that God has over everything, but the authority we have in Jesus' name. 
It might be impossible for us. It's possible with God. And not only is it possible, but it's easy for him. It's not difficult. He can do it in an instant. Mm. I just command the spirit of doubt to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Holy Spirit, thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, Jeff, I hear the Lord telling me I'm done. So unless you have something else. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, oof. Man, that was that was really good, man. I that can't wait good. to hear the testimonies from this, man. Like, I know, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Man. One of the yeah, one of the testimonies that came from the healing video I mentioned, uh I think it was that one. It was one of the healing videos that that I posted, but uh the, the the video I mentioned earlier was this lady said uh, or she had a a uh, a newborn in in the NICU that was unresponsive. Oh wow! And she watched the video and felt like the Lord was telling telling her to pray. So she prayed and went to the hospital right after that. And the doctor said, "We don't know what happened. Like we cannot understand how his brain just started working." Wow! You know, and he was fully responsive and actually was able to leave the hospital. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It's, wow. it's Jesus, you know, it's Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's nothing but him. <laughs> yeah. And I just, man, like as we were praying, I just I was so overwhelmed by just how much God loves people. He loves you. Like, and I was just like, yeah. whoa, like <laughs> it's yeah. so big and it's so like our, my human mind just can't quantify how big it is. And there's no there's no end to it. It's just deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Like you were talking about glory to glory, like how God's glory doesn't, doesn't run out. There's no glory to, there's no end to his glory. Um, it, oh, says, it says the same thing about his love. It says his, the love of Jesus surpasses knowledge. It means it's like yep. it's bigger than you can know. Like you cannot know it all because it's so big. It's so great. Yeah. Man. Like it's, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Troy, this has been, this has been awesome. This has been better, better than I, I knew it was going to be awesome, but I didn't know it was going to be this awesome. <laughs> so um, how can, obviously, you know, YouTube mm. is really your, your stomping ground. So obviously the link into the, is in the description to your yeah. channel. So guys go there, show him some love, subscribe. If you haven't, he's constantly releasing prophetic words, doing ministry videos, all kinds of really, really great stuff. God is doing a lot through his ministry, but um, how, how else can people follow you? And what you yeah. So I'm actually newly on TikTok, and I'm also on Facebook, but I share like almost the same stuff on both places. Um, but I share like shorter videos there that I don't share on YouTube. And that's what I've been doing. Um, awesome. I also have a couple books. I definitely recommend the book called Stop Worrying. Mm -hmm. If you're into reading books and you worry at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that book is more than just, it's more than just like 
anxiety stuff. It's it's also like how to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. That's great. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend that too. Cool. But, yeah. So there'll be a link in the description where you can just click right there to his store and purchase that book and any other books that you think would be great and interesting. So we want to support what Troy is doing. So man, this is, this is great. Thank you. You've been super generous and, and uh, you know, we'll have you back. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show, everybody. And bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.